This is Canvas, a show all about iPad productivity. My name is Fraser Spears, and I'm joined as always by Federico Vitici. Hello, Fraser. How are you? Hey, I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. And I bring good news, Fraser, uh, because... Oh, do you really? Yes. Workflow is not dead, uh, at least not yet. It received the first update after the Apple acquisition, and when I when I... Uh, wrote this up on Mac Stories this week. Uh, a bunch of people told me, "Well, actually, you know, on Twitter, actually, it, it is not the first update because when when Apple announced the acquisition, the app received an update." And I think we can all agree that the first update kind of doesn't count because that's the update that made it free, and I, I see it as the update of the transition from Workflow as an indie app to an Apple app. So this is the first actual update after the acquisition news um and i and i think i mean it's a nice update right it restores some actions that were removed um during the apple acquisition for example the actions for google chrome to open links in google's browser and the pocket actions are back and there's also some other interesting improvements like you can manage the app next queue in apple music and uh the dictionaries now use a, I think it's sort of a custom engine behind the scenes. So now when you chain a dictionary to a list, you retain the order of the items in the dictionary and plus a bunch of other bug fixes and you know minor changes. But I think, I mean, this doesn't mean that Workflow is going to receive you know major updates with the kind of sort of ferocious schedule and release cycle that, they, that it used to have as an indie app. But it still feels nice to see that Apple is, you know, at least allowing these guys to release these kind of updates. Yeah, it's the kind of thing where you could sort of imagine that this might have been in the works before the acquisition. Mm. But at the same time, you're right, it's good to see that, you know, they're still, you know, the tool chain is still there and they're still building the project and the source code is still in, in operation. <laughs> so on all somewhere. You sort of, you sort of fear for these things, you know that you don't know exactly know how transitions go down. I mean, I've been involved in a couple of, you know, indie software transitions in my time, and some, some went very well, and some went very badly, and sometimes that was my fault as well. Um, so it's something you just always. There's reasons to be scared, I suppose, is the point, but uh, there's also reasons to be cheerful now as well. So that's. That's an optimistic thing. Yeah, so I just wanted to point our listeners to the fact that there's a workflow update. So if you lost faith uh, a few weeks ago when when the app got acquired, maybe you should check it out again. It's free on the App Store and received. The Apple Music actions are actually kind of nice. You can uh, add songs to App Next. um, And of course, you can already look into playlists, play music. So it's good stuff. There's going to be a link in the show notes. So go check it out again. This week, Fraser... We are going to talk about outlining, and Mm -hmm. in a couple of weeks, we're going to talk about mind mapping. So these are two similar topics. They're quite, they're very much related to each other, uh, but they are visually different, and and I believe there are also some practical differences worth explaining when we're talking about outlining and creating mind maps. Um, In both cases, I, I think the idea is that you can structure an idea uh, into a hierarchy of ideas and smaller concepts. And as you keep adding ideas to, you know, and topics, you can sort of create this structure with nested levels, um, you know, notes, uh, sub-items, for example. 
And in principle, a mind map can become an outline, but I feel like the visual differences are big enough to warrant a separate discussion uh, when it comes to you know, outliners and software to create outlines and software to create mind maps. Um, the idea of outlining in software uh, became popular, I think, for the first time in the 80s uh, with Dave Weiner. Uh, he wrote an application called More, and there's been many more uh, you know, other outliners over the years for the Windows, for the Mac. And I think something that I learned when I started Mac Stories in 2009 is that geeks love their outlines. And oh, yes. in fact, they turned me, you know, uh, my friends and readers, they turned me into the idea of doing outlines because I used to be, and I'm very much still am a mind mapping person. I just love mm-hmm. to be able to visualize ideas, you know, with these branches and this, you know, this sort of canvas uh, with multiple ideas branching off and sections and, you know, the kind of tree structure. Mm-hmm. But I also now, um, I, I also like outlines for different purposes, for different reasons. And, and I feel like it's, um, you know, when it comes to software, and especially when it comes to iOS, the, there aren't that many options. I mean, it's not like outlining as hundreds of excellent apps, apps like, I don't know, email or note-taking. I feel like yeah, the options... Like to-do lists. Yeah, yeah, or to-do lists. I feel like <laughs> the options are fewer, but uh, the two that we're going to highlight today are very solid ones. Yeah, I, I kind of feel similarly, Federico. I think that both outlining and mind mapping, there have been, over the years in the App Store, there have been a couple of sort of blossomings of those kind of categories where you've had maybe four or five, but the the one or two that have endured in both categories have uh, just gotten stronger and stronger and to the point now where both in outlining and in mind mapping, you've got two or maybe three like really strong, very um, pro-level applications that you can use for these tasks. So... I mean, for people who haven't used an outliner before, a, a software outliner is quite significantly different from just software that lets you write an outline because uh, you can get that in many different tools. But when you look for an outlining tool as such, you're talking about a few specific things. And in particular, I feel when I write in outlines, I'm looking for something that lets me create very quickly. So speed of creation and the key thing with outlining, I think, is uh, ease of reorganization. Well, when you're mind mapping, you're, you're sort of looking at a visual layout and moving things between branches can be a little bit laborious. Whereas with an outline, that's, I think, one of the advantages of outlining over mind mapping is being able to reorganize and move things inside other things and move things up and down the hierarchy very, very quickly. When it comes to writing and, and, and creating, one of the things that you do with an outliner is you can collapse and expand different parts of the outline. So the idea that you've got a, a row in the outline and then you may have rows uh, enclosed beneath that one. And each thing that includes another th- another row can expand or collapse. So you could very quickly you know, open up the whole thing for reading or you can collapse it down for looking at headings or second level headings and so on, uh, which is a very, very powerful technique for focusing on the particular part you're working on right now. Uh, and then finally, the ability to manipulate the outline into other forms. So as you mentioned in the introduction, Federico, you can often go from an outline to a mind map and even from an out, a mind map back to an outline yeah. or to other different kinds of uh, things. I've seen there are some options in one of the tools we're going to talk about for, for converting your outline into a PowerPoint presentation, for example. So it's all about structure and hierarchy and organization and then taking that thing that you've designed and turning it into maybe a more final product sometimes as well. So what you're really looking at is uh, some of these tools uh, 
some of which are very, very powerful and others which kind of approach some of those features. So you can write an outline in almost anything that you can write text in an iOS. So Pages, Word, Google Docs, you can make a bulleted list. You can hit tab and move the next line inside the first line and so on. Absolutely OneNote and Evernote do similar things. Uh, and of course, anything that creates text like Bear or Editorial or anything like that, they they could be used as an outliner, but they're not optimized for it. And what they don't do is they don't support the restructuring features in the same way as, as a dedicated outliner does. So you can write your outline, you can indent it, but you can't maybe collapse it and expand it in the same way. Yeah, for example, uh, in editorial, um, you know, you have this powerful markdown automation. You can create lists and you can even do folding. You know, if you're uh, writing a section and it's got a heading at like an H2 level, for example, and you can fold it and you will be able to fold the entire section uh, or, you know, to, to so you can focus on, on a specific one. But then when it comes to, you know, even if editorial has a task paper mode, which I feel like it's a whole separate discussion, you know, the task paper format, uh, which we should probably do in the future. Uh, but even if you have those features, it's still no dedicated outliner because it doesn't have, you know, whether it's the keyboard shortcuts or the gestures with multi-touch or uh, all these other little tricks added on top of plain text that, that however, allow outliners to truly shine and to bring you the options and the shortcuts to restructure ideas quickly. Yeah, so I, I mean, for my mind, I've been using Outliners for a very long time. And for most of that time, I've been using Omni Outliner, which has existed for years as a Mac app. I mean, I think I'm pretty sure I used Omni Outliner 1.0 on the Mac back in the day. Mm. Um, and it's been an iOS app for quite a while as well. Uh, so it's on version 2 for iOS, and they just released version 5 for the Mac as well. So it's a pretty mature product. And just to go through some of its key features, Federico, I think um, the key thing for on the Outliner is the ease of creating the outline. So being able to very quickly type and hit return and type again and use uh, keyboard shortcuts to create new rows either uh, at the same level indented in below the level you're writing at. So if you want to quickly lay out your hierarchy, you can do that. And even if you're multiple layers deep in the hierarchy, there's then a keyboard shortcut to make a new one at the next level back out, and then keyboard shortcuts to move rows up and down and left and right. And you can actually navigate that very, very easily, even on iOS, just by using keyboard shortcuts to move the current row that you're working with around the outline. So it's very, very um, keyboard manipulatable in that way, which is different to many iOS apps, which you don't normally get that. You'd often have to go into an editing mode and then a drag and drop procedure to move something around. Whereas on the outline, it really lets you write very fluidly uh, without taking your hands off the keyboard. And just as you're thinking, just keep writing and structuring as you go. And it's, uh, it's very powerful for that kind of thing. Yeah, I just love when apps allow you to do like the complete workflow from, from the keyboard instead of reaching out to the screen. And yeah. uh, I remember from my Mac days, so that's a kind of long time ago, uh, I used to be a nominee outliner user on the Mac. In fact, I think also back when I used to do OS ten reviews. And I want to say maybe uh, Mountain Lion or Mavericks, Anyway, one of those two reviews that I did for Mac Stories, uh, I had a complete outline in Omni Outliner, and I remember those excellent keyboard shortcuts. Um, 
Now, of course, on the Mac, you can expect to have keyboard shortcuts because you cannot touch the screen. But uh, from what I've seen on iOS, and I, and I haven't used the iOS app in a while, but I'm looking forward to the next version. But anyway, from what I've seen, they have like this complete set of keyboard shortcuts on the iPad. Um, and, and it's amazing. Like You have all of these options and you never need to touch the screen, basically. Yeah, it takes a bit of learning, I think. And But Omni Outliner was one of the first apps that I realized that when you know when you hold down the command key and you see those keyboard shortcuts come up on the screen on iOS, um, that can actually have multiple pages to it. And Omni Outliner had so many shortcuts um, that it couldn't you couldn't fit them all in one page. So it actually has a, a little paging control at the bottom. You can swipe left and right to see all the other keyboard shortcuts. <laughs> Amazing. I know it's phenomenal. Um, so that that's the basic idea with Omni Outliner. You just write very quickly and you're done. But it also has this kind of cool feature, which is multi-column outlining. So you can almost make a kind of, I mean, it's not Excel, but you can make a little, almost a spreadsheet type thing where you can have your, your topic, uh, which is the, the text in the outline. But you could also, for example, in one of your reviews, you could have a checkbox column where you can tick when something is done and maybe another one for ticking when it's been you know proofread or redrafted or whatever. And you can start to work on that. And as you expand and collapse the sections, you can actually say, well, you know, this row that contains 10 other rows, its checkbox is only ticked if all the ones below it are ticked as well. So you can even see a sort of overview of the way your outline is progressing as you expand it and collapse it as well. So it's uh, that's quite a, a powerful feature if you ever really uh, need something very complex as well. It's it's powerful that way too. Yeah, that's uh, that's very nice. But help me understand here. There's something that I, that I always struggled with uh, Omni Outliner, which is creating styles or themes and, uh, yeah. and I was always confused by um, you know to set preferences and defaults for uh, levels of rows for example mm-hmm. so tell me tell me what I was doing wrong because I, I was always confused and basically the problem was all my rows looked differently for some reason yeah there's a couple of ways you can do that in Omni Outliner uh, it's you can make a very beautiful looking outline as well with Omni Outliner uh, and what you can do is you, you can style any row manually. So you you can change, select a row and you can change its uh, font size and style and the background color of the row and the text color of the font and all that kind of stuff. But what you can also do is you can set rules for your document and you can say that um, all the level one rows in this document get this particular style and all the level two rows get that particular style. So you, you can style these um, sort of structural areas in the document and then whenever you move or create an item at that level, it automatically gains that style just by virtue of being at that level in the hierarchy. So you can do, I think you can do maybe 10 of those levels. And what that means is when you, you, you can use that to uh, visually see like whenever you've broken your structure, okay? So uh, if you're writing a maybe a, a thesis outline or a, a, a review outline, you could say, well, all my section headings, I've got a red background. And then if you accidentally put something at the wrong level, you'll see, you know, why has this paragraph got a red background, for example? Oh, it's because I've put it in a, at the wrong level. So it's kind of almost like a visual check to make sure that you're doing the structure right as well. Uh, and it helps. I've always found it helpful in that way because sometimes I'm, I'm writing and I'm writing and I've got this structure planned out and then I violate it in some way. But the styling kind of keeps you honest because you say, oh, that, that bit's not in a section. Why not? So uh, you do a wee bit of reorganization as well. So... That's roughly how it works, but when you manually style and then also use uh, level styles, they sort of inherit from each other. So you can set for the whole document and then for the levels. So things that aren't set by a level style 
can be manually styled as well. And those will persist even as the other uh, attributes move around. Uh, so it can get a little bit confusing. Uh, it can get very nerdy as you'd think about, you know, inheritance of styles from one level to the other and so on and so on. Uh, so there, there's actually one of the things to say about the Omni uh, applications is that they have great manuals uh, and they're all in the iBook store. So you can hit the iBook store and download a guide for Omni Outliner for iOS, Omni Outliner for Mac and all the other ones. And, and there's quite an extensive discussion in there of how that uh, multi-level styling engine mm. works. Mm. There's something beautiful there's something beautiful about apps that come with manuals. I don't know. I know it sounds daunting yeah. at first, but there's also something fascinating about you have this piece of software and you need to read the instructions. I don't know. It's kind of beautiful to me for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel it shows a certain kind of humility for the from the developer's point of view because I think too often developers think, well, my app's so intuitive that you don't need mm. any documentation. Mm-hmm. And that's only true if your app is really, really simple, right? You know, like Mini Metro, the game doesn't need documentation, fine. But when you get up to something that is essentially a pro-level tool, yeah. like Omni Outliner or OmniFocus or OmniGraffle or many, or even like Editorial that you mentioned earlier, Federico, you bet you need documentation for that if you're going to get the full power out of it. So it's, it's nice to see them uh, keeping on doing that. Yeah, yeah, true. So what, the last thing, though, is... Something that I wanted to mention that is just something to be aware of if you're using a tool like on the Outliner is that exporting from iOS is maybe not as strong as it could be. Uh, and what you can, like I said in the, in the introduction there, you can con- conform your outline to lots of different formats and then go and use it somewhere else. So you can maybe use the Outliner to do your, your outline structure and then take it into Word to finish the actual document. So Omni Outliner actually lets you send to a lot of different formats, including HTML, plain text, CSV, if you want to import it into a spreadsheet, for example, Microsoft Word, PowerPoint. And there's also a format called OPML, which stands Mm -hmm. for Outline Processor Markup Language. And this is the sort of interchange format for outliners, where you can take it from Omni Outliner and put it into, you know, MindNode or something, uh, and that's where you can go. That's the format they use to go from an outline to a mind map with no loss of information in that way. But my big kind of complaint about on the outline on iOS is that within those broad format formats, you don't get control over how the parts of your outline are rendered. So I had written a number of talks in on the outliner that I wanted to move them over to Ulysses and have them as, you know, the sections as sheets in Ulysses and so on. So what I did was I exported the plain text version to Ulysses from Outliner just as a plain text document. Um, but it was kind of like it, it had tried to render the hierarchy as text. So every level of indentation had a tab character in it. So I had to kind of go through the whole thing in Ulysses and sort of strip out the tab characters and change it all into sheets and stuff. Uh, I'm sure I could probably have scripted something a little bit better mm. than that. But uh, by default, it was kind of like, okay, here's plain text, but it's this plain text. And I didn't, I would like to have said, well, don't represent the hierarchy, don't put a tab character in, just give me it all at the top level, sort of collapse it outwards, if you like. I think the Mac version of Omni Outliner has got more control in that respect, but the iOS version doesn't have that control. So uh, that's just something to be aware of if you're starting to write an Omni Outliner. Just maybe test your export workflow if you're planning to go somewhere else first before you commit to, you know, thousands of hours of working on the Outliner and then thousands more hours to convert it into the format that you want mm-hmm. after that. Mm-hmm. And in theory, uh, this year we should get a major 
new version of Omni Outliner on iOS because I yeah. saw Ken Case and, and the Omni Group folks, uh, they released version 5 on the Mac and they said that I think version 3 is coming to iOS uh, in theory this year. So definitely looking forward to that. Yeah, the the version numbers don't exactly match up. Yeah, uh, you get you're on version two on iOS, version five on the Mac. Just reflects the history of of both platforms. But uh, I think that's generally the way they work. Is they they bring a lot of advancements either to iOS or to the Mac first, and then they take it to the other platform. And we've seen in OmniFocus, for example, that the iOS version got quite a lot of features first, and then they went to the Mac as well. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's quite an interesting sort of give and take way of development that they have there over at Omni. So, can I tell you about a sponsor, Federico, before yes. you tell me about your outliner <laughs> of choice as well? Okay. This week's episode is brought to you by Pingdom. Start monitoring your websites and servers today at pingdom.com slash canvas. You'll get a 14-day free trial, and when you enter the offer code canvas at checkout, you'll get 20% off your first invoice. Pingdom's focused on making the web better and more reliable for everyone who has a site. And they do this by offering powerful and easy-to-use tools and services. For example, if you're a Pingdom user, monitoring the availability and performance of your server, database, or website will be a breeze. Pingdom take care of this by using more than 70 test servers around the world that emulate visits to your site, checking availability as often as every minute. These days, websites are becoming more and more sophisticated and often have several features such as contact forms, checkouts, logins, search, and loads more. So Pingdom makes it possible to monitor the availability of all of these key interactions that people have with your site because stuff breaks on the internet all the time. And every month, Pingdom detects around 13 million outages, more than 400,000 a day. So whether you have a small website, you're managing a complete infrastructure or something in between that's super important to monitor availability and performance. All Pingdom needs is a URL you want to monitor and they take care of the rest. When Pingdom detects an outage, you'll be immediately alerted so you can fix the error before the downtime affects you because you don't want to get caught out when someone wants to access your site. So check it out today and you'll be the first to know when your site is down. Go to pingdom.com slash canvas for a 14-day free trial and use the code canvas at checkout to get 20% off your first invoice. Our thanks to Pingdom for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. So I recently came across this app called Outlinely. And Outlinely is this new outliner app for Mac and iOS. And it's got full support for Markdown and for even automation. Um, and Outlinely feels like a mix of Ulysses, Bear, and other Markdown text editors kind of mixed together with some basic support for text paper and for, of course, outlining. And I, I, I like this app. Um, I'm a fan of the idea. I'm also kind of torn about it because I think it, it's sort of, it's a little too much in quote unquote inspired by Ulysses uh, because I think it, li- it looks a little too similar in, in many places. But at the same time, it's got a few outliner specific features that really make a difference and that make it, it's very different from the approach of Omni Outliner and it's very different from, you know, text editors like Ulysses and not taking apps like Bear. So I'm okay. really conflicted about it and I'm, this is going to be an explanation of the app but also kind of like a therapy session where I'll try to make <laughs> up my mind about it. Uh, so the, oh, yeah. the main... screenshots right now, it's very like... It's okay, very like yes, yes, it yeah. is. Um, I see where you're going with that. So 
The idea of Outlinely is that it combines uh, outlines uh, and uh, the traditional writing tools. Um, you can use it if you want as a text editor. So, uh, like Ulysses, for example, you can you can do headings with you know the asterisks in in Markdown. You can do H1, H2, H3, and so forth. Uh, it has basic support for other Markdown features, like you can surround. Um, I'm sorry, I meant I said asterisks. I meant pound signs or hashtags as millennials. Would, would call them. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, you can surround words with asterisks to make them italic or bold. You can do links, um, but it doesn't support like the full range of markdown features, meaning you cannot do footnotes or you cannot do images. So you have some basic markdown formatting, but it's not like you can write a manuscript or, you know, a large essay in this app. It's more, okay. it's skewed towards outlining with the, with, the ba- with, the, with the basics of markdown. That's the idea. You got the basics of markdown and then you can do outlines. And so what makes it different from, from I think, Omni Outliner is that you have this free form document. And it kind of looks like a Ulysses sheet, right? Uh, you have a sidebar with, you can choose to store documents in iCloud or uh, you can create groups. You can uh, mark certain documents as favorites. And it really does look like Ulysses in the sidebar. You can assign even uh, custom icons to groups. Um, so once you get into a document, you have this blank sheet and you can get words on the screen. You can create headings and you can attach notes, uh, which uh, a note is like a little gray text underneath a paragraph, basically. Um, then as you as you write and as you start creating your outline, uh, the moment that you indent something, uh, so a line of text indented uh, into another line of text, you get this little like this little yellow dot on the left side of the main item with a vertical line that goes down and shows you the indentation level. And if you tap onto, onto this dot, you can collapse the section. And the moment that you collapse the section, the dot grows bigger to show you that the section has been folded. And you get another uh, little, like it's a three dot. It kind of looks like the more button, um, indicate like an ellipsis on the right side. So you can tap either the dot or the ellipsis to expand the section again. And as you keep writing, as you keep formatting the outline, you can do multiple indentation levels. You can attach notes, you can keep writing. And each item, what Omni Outliner would call an item, um, it can span multiple paragraphs. And like I said, you can do you can do markdown, you can do links, you can do formatting. Um, and, it, and it doesn't look like you're dealing with rows as much as you're dealing with this markdown document that is also aware of the idea of indentation levels and sections. And it, and, it look, and it feels very nice to do outlines, in at least for me, in this way, because I retain the, uh, what I know from Markdown text editors, but I also have this flexible system that allows me to say, okay, I want to structure my document with a bunch of H2 sections. So I do a section, then I jump onto the other one, I tap enter twice, so I'm out of the indentation level, and I can do another H2 section. Now, I don't need to see the previous one, so I'm just going to collapse it. And it feels very natural, very smooth to me. I, I like this kind of flow. Yeah, it feels it feels like a, a typing style. It's a little more akin to a word processor outline. Yeah, where you're using multiple returns to change the level you're working at in the hierarchy. Is that right? Yeah, basically, it's uh, and, it, and it, again, it feels like just writing and working with the app. It feels like a mix of Ulysses, uh, just the the way that the app looks, 
And also when you're folding sections, it kind of reminds me of editorial because you can fold section, uh, sections with a similar system. But I do appreciate how outlinely as this uh, dot and vertical lines system. And the vertical lines are really important because they, as, as you keep fold, as you keep in, uh, indenting uh, sections inside of each other, you get multiple vertical lines. So you can see visually at a glance how many indentation levels you're deep into the document. It's, it's very nice. Um, and there's also, of course, you have drag and drop support for rearranging sections. So you talked about the importance of, uh, you know, having fast creation and fast editing modes so you can restructure a document. So here on the right side of the page, uh, and by the way, I'm talking about the iPad, but it's the same on the iPhone. Um, you have these gray tabs and you can tap it and you have you have tabs for each paragraph let's say each line of text has a little gray tab on the right side you tap it and you get these shortcuts to con uh, with a little menu that has buttons to control indentation to mark a, a line of te text as complete because also outlinely supports the idea of i'm adding not lines of text but tasks in a plain text format so if you want to kind of check off a line of text you're gonna get strike through text to mark it as complete um, and also you can tap and hold on these little tabs to rearrange uh, a line of text uh, vertically in the outline. It's very nice. And there's also a typewriter mode, you know, that lets you focus on a single paragraph and kind of dim the rest of the, of the outline. Uh, I don't use this much. I don't, I don't also use it in, in my markdown text editors, but I know a lot of people who are fans of, you know, uh, being able to focus on one section at a time. And... Working on the iPad Pro, I mean, you got you got an excellent selection of keyboard shortcuts. I don't think you have as many as Omni Outliner, but it's nice. And then the second similarity, so I mentioned Ulysses. The second one is the is this custom keyboard bar on top of the iOS software keyboard. You have this uh, series of shortcuts, which are really similar to the ones that you have in Bear. So the note taking app for macOS and iOS. Um, and I don't know if it's the icons or if it's the placement, but it looks very similar to me. So you can do indentation, you can control tags. If you're one of those people who want, wants to tag lines of text, uh, you can add notes, you can mark as complete, do links. Um, and it's a great feature because, you know, you have all of these shortcuts available to you as you're uh, working on an outline. You can just hit the icons and, and you can perform a specific action. And, uh, and I should mention that the linking feature is really well done because it allows you to link to another outline in the app. So if you want to cross-reference an outline, you can do that. And it's very nice. Um, and then uh, even the, the business model is kind of similar to Bear because you can... Um, the app is free to download on iOS. It's a paid app on macOS, but I'm not talking about that today. Uh, it's a free download on iOS, and there's a subscription. It's $15 a year to unlock mm -hmm. uh, themes, iCloud Sync, and more export features. So, again, kind of similar. Yeah, that seems to be like a, a kind of price point that people are starting to settle on is sort of $14 I think so. a year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I seems think so. Reasonable. Yeah. And there are other features that I that I like, like uh, you can surround uh, any word with double or sentences with double columns to make it a text highlight, which depending on your theme, so the app has a default light and gold theme, it's going to be a yellow highlight. Uh, you can do automation 
So there's support for X callback URL. You can do, uh, you can refer to individual outlines with a with a link, and you can also open, create, and insert text into an outline through automation, which is nice. Um, mm-hmm. There's a good selection of fonts. You can switch to any system font. By default, the app uses Avenir, which I like. Uh, and of course, you can also install custom fonts on iOS using apps like AnyFont, for example. If you want to bring in your favorite typeface on iOS, you can do that. And it's a native font menu in this app, so you can switch to that font. Um, there's a change history menu that lets you, kind of shows you all of the changes that have occurred in, in the app in your outlines. It's kind of like a like a change log for uh, you know, to browse versions, but you don't actually restore versions to just see changes. Um, and finally, uh, in terms of exporting features, you can do OPML, you can do rich text, HTML, markdown, and plain text. I, I don't think there's a CSV supported. So, and rich text, I mean, I don't know where you would do rich text on iOS just because the framework is so flaky. Sometimes you, you export a rich text and it doesn't work. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it is possible if you want. Yeah, maybe if you're going through iCloud Drive back to the Mac, that might mm. be a way to get there for something. Maybe, I but maybe. I, I suppose, I don't know if Outlinely has support for like multiple column outlining. No. I suspect no. that's probably why they don't bother with CSV, because if you don't oh, have that's right. columns, then, then why would you go for yeah, right. go to a spreadsheet? Whereas with Omni Outliner, you can sort of make like a mini spreadsheet kind of basic thing that you might want to at some point upgrade to being an actual spreadsheet if you kind of outgrow the capabilities of the Outliner. So that's that's probably why that yeah. um, that option is not there in Outlinely. Yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe they they sort of could have done CSV, uh, even if you don't have multiple columns. Uh, you could do things like when you export to CSV, you have the notes in a separate uh, column, mm-hmm. and you also have mm-hmm. the, I don't know the task completion status, maybe. Uh, so they could consider that. Uh, anyway, what I've mentioned so far is kind of nice. Uh, you have this markdown text editor with outlining features, which I think a lot of people would appreciate. But now we get to, to, to what makes me torn about this, you know, uh, sort of, I don't know if I want to recommend it like 100%. And again, it, it's very similar to Ulysses in, in many, many places. Uh, the, the, the whole sidebar and group layout is basically the same. The way that you assign custom icons uh, to groups is the same. Even the appearance menu, it looks just like Ulysses. And... And, and I do think, you know, when, when I come across these developers, they're maybe even in good faith, they're, they've been inspired by another app. I always feel like, okay, it's great that you have a source of inspiration, but maybe you should try to be a little more original because there's a, there's a, fi- there's a line, I think, between inspiration and copying, and I'm not a fan of copying, personally. Um, yeah, because if you look at, if you look at the uh, screenshots for Outlinely, you could be fooled into looking at that and going, Hey, that's a cool new feature in Ulysses, isn't it? You know, outlining. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's actually another app. Yeah, I mean, even even the way that you swipe on the documents to reveal the more menu is j- just mm-hmm. like Ulysses. So I kind of wish that developers went, you know, uh, in a little slightly different route in terms of certain menus and, you know, the appearance settings or the sidebar. It, it doesn't have to look exactly like Ulysses. Even if you think Ulysses is a, is a great app, and it is, it doesn't have to look like it. Um and as I mentioned, they also do a little copying from Bear. You know, even aside from the subscription, uh, the custom keyboard bar, um, you know, it's, you can also see the source of inspiration there. Uh, but aside from the fact that maybe the developers were, you know, they, they sort of 
followed uh, existing apps a little too much. Uh, in terms of functionality, I think uh, the big feature that's lacking from Outlinely is the the style settings that you mentioned from Omni Outliner. There's on, there's basically no control here over how your outlines are going to look. Aside from, you know, you can do headings and you can do bold, you cannot define things like, okay, if I'm two levels into the indentation structure, uh, the font needs to get smaller. I mean, people would guess that's a reasonable feature, but that's not possible in, in Outlinely because uh, under the hood, it's just a text editor. And in the text editor, that's, there, there's no, you know, in most markdown text editors in iOS, there's no concept of sections should use a different font. And that's a big drawback for Outlinely because the document looks the same there's no visual, big visual differences. Aside from the structure itself, there's no way to say if this one level indentation, it should look this way. If it's three levels, the font should be super small. You cannot do this in outline. Yeah. You cannot define, you know, different levels of contrast between sections or between rows. Um, and even headings, if you use H2 or if you use H3, there's no visual difference between them. They have the same weight, they have the same size. So I think um, there should be more, I don't want to say complicated, but maybe a little more control. It should be available to users. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like um, on the Outliner, you potentially might have a a way to create a finished document just as an on the Outliner document. Whereas with Outlinely, I think you're probably looking at going to some other app to finish your finish your work, you know, you you might do the structure there and then take it to Word or something to finish it off for a style document. Whereas with Outliner, you could potentially actually create a style document right there, and and that's your finished item. Yeah, yeah, I agree, and that's um, how I feel about Outlinely. I think if you're familiar with text editors, with Markdown text editors especially, and of course if you're familiar with Ulysses, um, I think. You know, maybe this is the sort of the outliner that it that you don't need a manual for, uh, just because it looks so similar to any Markdown environment on iOS. Um, I would recommend the app to. I mean, it's free to download, so you can just go check it out and see if it works for you. Uh, and I, I, this podcast really didn't help because I'm still torn about it and I still haven't made up my mind. Um, yeah. But I think if you like Markdown, you're going to like this, the, the way that Outlinely does uh, indentation and structure. But if you're looking for more powerful outlining software, definitely go with Omni Outliner because it's got all of the options that you don't have here. Yeah, I think that's a fair summary. You know, Outliner is kind of like your your full service thing, if you like. It's got everything. You can use it in its most basic form, just for plain outlines, but you can also really you know, style up and you can add increased amounts of data and complexity with multi-columns and so on, whereas Outlinely is, is very much like an enhanced text editor for that knows a little bit more about structure. So I think it depends like how far do you want to go with your outlining? Do you want to do you want to do everything in your outliner or do you want to start in an outliner and then go somewhere else? And I think that for me is from what I'm understanding of what you're saying tonight. I feel that's where I would draw the line between these two apps is one's about the structure and then going somewhere else. Whereas on the outliner is very much you could actually satisfy all your outlining needs and actually the finished product right in that one application. So it's it's a couple of different choices there and it's good to have good yeah. to have those options, I guess. Yeah, yeah, always. 
Yeah, cool. Okay, well, we will leave it there for this week, I think, Federico. Next time out, we're going to talk mind mapping, mm-hmm. which is a related but different uh, skill or, or capability in iOS. And it's certainly something that iOS has for years. I mean, in school, I mean, <laughs> mind maps are just a school thing. You know, teachers teachers, and, and uh, teacher trainers love mind maps. Uh, so it's something that we've used in school quite a lot over the years. We've looked at applications like iThoughts and also mind nodes oh, as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk more about those uh, in a couple of weeks' time as well. So this has been Canvas episode 35. You can find our show notes at relay.fm slash canvas and slash 35 for this particular episode. You can interact with us online. The show is underscore canvas FM on Twitter. Uh, Federico is Vitici. I'm Freezer Spears on Twitter. And we will see you all next time.